Zachary Taylor Thomas, how are you? <laughs> What's up, Edward? Wasn't that the kid from uh, Home Improvement? That is correct. He was the middle child. That's right. Now he's a uh, He also was the voice of uh, Simba. Simba. He is the Lion King. Simba. So, I got a story for you. I love stories. So, this weekend, we had my son's baseball team over, right? Like, end of year party. Kind of cool. The, the kids were pretty good. They went 14-0, and 0, so it's kind of cool. Nice. Uh, won the championship, got a ring, you know, whatever. So, we had everybody over, and um, you probably remember, because you have kids, right? So, first birthday, can't drink, right? No beer. Mm. Second birthday, no beer. And then, like, third birthday party and on, whatever, we would go places, Right. right. You go to like whatever, like the bounce house or wherever you, know, you couldn't drink there. No drinking. Well, so um, I've kind of developed a system where I don't start the drinking. But if one of my guests starts drinking, I can't really tell them no. Right. right? It's kind of like, you know, the customers are always right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so like, they came over and like somebody cracked open a beer. I'm like, I got beer. So I started drinking, too. And then the next thing I know, like one, like the couple, somebody's leaving to go to the store to buy beer. And so now, like after I cleaned up and I threw all the trash away and everything, I have like this smorgasbord of beer. There's like Dos Equis and and there's Coors Light and there's, uh, I don't know, man, there's all kinds of random cans and shit just all in my refrigerator, right? So I'm not... I don't want to knock anybody, right? But what's what's your go-to beer? Like, if you could only have one, right, and you're just going to kind of hang around the house or you're going to sit outside by the fire or whatever, what are you going for? Dude, that's a very hard question because, you know, I I grew up with Miller Lite, and I know yeah, me too. people listening are like, oh, that's piss water. Ah. But you know how it is. The up. first beer that you've ever had is the one you always go back to. Right. And, you know, we had a stint in college to where we were drinking Bud Light or anything that we could afford. Yeah, anything uh, that was cold was good. But, um, dude, lately I've been all about uh, Carbock uh, Love Street. Okay. Well, so Carbock is a good choice. I mean, I know that that's a huge umbrella. I typically go with like a Crawford Bach. Yeah. That's kind of where I live. Um, I feel like it's good for any occasion. So I'm, I'm good with it. And see, I've been, it's not like too special where you're not, you know what I mean? Like I've been something. dabbling a lot more in like IPAs lately too. And just, yeah, I'm not, so that's, that's where I turn into a little girl. I can't yeah. do the IPAs, but, uh, but more of, more of the, the, the issue that I have. And I, like I said, I'm not trying to knock anybody. But can we just go ahead and put it out there that Michelob Ultra is the Virginia Slim of beer? <laughs> can we just say that? Because, uh, well, okay, so I, I get what you're saying with that, but like Michelob Ultra or Ultra Light, whatever, whatever people yeah. are drinking, I feel like are vegan CrossFitters. Like they just have to tell people they're drinking that beer. Okay, well. I don't know about the women because I wasn't I wasn't talking to the mom. No, no, no. That's even guys. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, is like at the party uh-huh. of the women, I don't know who was drinking it, so I'm not going to say anything about them. But I can tell you 100% of the guys that were drinking with me, yeah. 
none of us are vegan CrossFit guys. No. But were y'all drinking? Not a six pack in the bunch. Were, were you drinking Michelob Ultra Light? No, no, I wasn't. No. no. Oh. But somebody there was, and there's still some left over at my house. We need to call and them that those off. Tall, like skinny cans. Yes. So, but now, like, let's be honest. If you wanted a cigarette really bad, does a Virginia Slim get the job done? God no. Yeah. God no. If you just want like a couple puffs, it's good. Now, I mean, that's all you'll get out of it is like one or two puffs and it's dead. I don't understand who's buying those Barbie tampons. Like that. <laughs> uh, well, women that are like watching their figure. Look, so I don't understand if you smoke. There's a no calories in cigarettes. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like if you smoke a skinny cigarette, does that make you lose weight? Like how does that work? Ugh. So I don't know. I just thought it was funny because I was picking up those cans and I was like, these are babies toys. <laughs> You know, you bring up a very good point, like hosting a party and introducing beer, alcohol there. And somebody's like, well, shit, if it's going to be allowed, I'm, I'm going to run to the store real quick. And right. it's I mean, pretty we much doing like body shots or anything. But, you know, well, beer then the- what the hell kind of party were you having? An, an eight year old baseball party. <laughs> Again, I'm going to ask the same question because I remember parties when I was eight years old. I'm just saying. Well, but okay. so the, the guests grew up in a different world than everyone else. I think that is true. The guests uh, leaving beer behind is kind of their way of telling you, "Hey, thanks for hosting it," without saying thanks for hosting it. Well, I mean, I guess right that because I mean that's what I got left with. I got left with like half a cake and some cookies, which are really cool, and yeah, like this bunch of like random beers. Hey, by the way, did you know that they made Dos Equis in a freaking can? Yes, and you. I had not- no idea. I thought it had to be in a bottle. No, you can also get a mini keg of it too now. Well, I knew that, but I didn't know. Um, I didn't know that they came in cans. Yes, and that's kind of weird. They're still delicious. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan. I'm not going to drink those. That's all right. But well, whatever. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this, motherfucker. Hit that music, baby! Woo! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And here we are again, assholes. Another day, another another day in the sports world. Um, right out the gate, big headline from last night's game, Atlanta versus uh, the New York Mets. Uh, Kevin Piller hit in the face with a 94-mile-an-hour 94 fastball. Um, R.I.P. knows. Dude, like, no joke. Like, get in contact with Michael Jackson's uh, guy. I'm sure he'll be able to get you something. That dude definitely uh, knows how to do the plastic. Bro, you ain't kidding. I'm actually going to uh, play it for those of y'all who are watching us on YouTube. Oh, God. Yes. The blood. There's yeah. so much blood. All right. It's up on your side? Yep. All right. Here we go with the pitch, and dink! Down he goes. Instantly. Instantly. Oh, my goodness. And, like, you can tell the pitcher was not trying to hit Not at all. So, I mean, this is just one of those things. This right here, I think, might be a good reason to start using pine tar for pitchers. Really? Because, I mean, that's all that happened. It just got away from him, man. But, I mean, I guess that's just the risk of the game, right? Like, because I mean, at the same time, what, what happens if a, 
the ball's hit and a player mis, misjudges it and the ball hits him in the face. Now, granted, that's very rare. Same thing with this situation. This is very rare that we see somebody get hit in the nose like this. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But, I mean, I feel like, you know, when you're in the field and a batted ball comes your way, um, you know, you have your glove and you're more – like, if it bounces off the ground kind of weird, like, that's a freak accident. Right. But right here, you've got Major League Baseball players that can throw the ball 100 miles an hour, throwing a ball within, you know, six, eight inches of some dude's body. So, so I feel like the margin of error is just not there. You know what I mean? What's your take as far as – now, granted, I didn't play baseball in high school or college or anything like that, but what do you think about them having pine tar in the the developmental stages of baseball? Like, well, I mean, if you start playing Little League Pony – you know, you've got to get some type of control. Um, what do you think? I, well, I mean, like I said, I think it's just a good idea to allow pitchers to be able to get a better grip on the baseball just to prevent things like this. Because the other, you know, if you go the other route where you, you don't let pitchers have any more any more grip on the baseball, then you just basically, you're going to have to make players start wearing face masks. And they're not going to do that. Right. You know, well, I mean, I we've seen they players went, with – they have the side part of the uh, well, right. They helmet. have that, you know, and that's that helps. But I mean, remember when pitchers were getting hit in the head, and they made a huge deal about like concussions, and they're like, "Well, if you're a pitcher, then you need to start wearing this huge hat, and it's got to have all this padding in it so that you don't get hit." Remember that? Yeah. And it never even made it to the field. Nobody even wore it. No. Because, I mean, I don't know if, like, honestly, I don't know what the reason is. It could be. Totally that they're superstitious and they don't want to change it up. But, I mean, either either you let them have a better grip on the baseball and you you kind of eliminate this, or you make them wear a face mask. But then even if they wear a face mask, it's, they're still going to get hit in the body. Right. You know, which, I mean, obviously getting hit in the body, getting hit in the elbow or getting hit in the nose are two different. Absolutely. Two completely different things. I just... I don't know. I just feel like if the batter is going to be able to use pine tar, the pitcher should be able to use it too. Well, let, let's go. Let's go this route. You know, you talk about the grip of the ball and this and that. Why not change the ball? Change the design of the ball. Now, as far as I know, the the baseball itself has always been the same. But you look at NBA and NFL, the style of ball in some form or fashion has changed over the decades since the beginning of the game, right? Yeah, I mean, the, I don't know what you could really change other than maybe the the, uh, the stitching like the surface. I mean, because the stitching has changed, right? Okay. It used to be there were higher stitches. Now the stitches are lower. And then now, you know, today they're using a, like a, a ball that's more dead. So it doesn't fly off the bat as much. But, I mean, I don't really know what you could do. Um but then if you raise the stitches, then you're going to have the ball. It's going to move more. Right. Right. So then that creates an artificial advantage for pitchers. And it's like, really, I'd rather them just be able to throw the same pitch, but just be able to hold on to the baseball. That's all. You know, it's I'm just having a side thought right now. We, we've seen other sports multiply, if you will. We saw the, the beginning and the end of the XFL twice. They're about to come back around for a third time with owner Dwayne The Rock Johnson. NBA has the, uh, what is it, the G League or the D League? 
Well, yeah, they've, um, got, they've got multiple, basically minor leagues, yeah. Right. And then they also have the big three that came up. Like, I'm just saying there have been spawns of the game. Why not make a spawn of baseball to where all cheating is allowed? Steroids, cameras, pine tar, court bats, uh, fucking wiffle balls. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, give it to where I want to see a game of baseball that ends 72 to 68, right? Okay. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like baseball is such a hard sport that anybody that you would find that would be able to play in that would want to play in the majors because that's where all the money is. But also think about how many players go in and out of the majors yearly that you never you see them once and you never see them again because they either go back down to the minors or well, and that that's or true. Or just ride I'm, the minors the entire time. But I'm more of saying like, okay, like. Right now we have, you know, single A, double A, or I guess there's like multiple variations of single A and double A, whatever. And then triple A and then the major league club, right? Right. But we also have independent baseball, semi-pro baseball, all that kind of stuff. And we've actually heard of players being signed from the independent leagues and the right. The, right? So, and that all translates because those guys are under the same rules as major league baseball. But let's say you start your alternate, you know, steroid, like, juice monster league, and there's a guy in that league that's batting, like, 800. Yep. Well, no Major League Baseball team can sign him because they know that he'll get popped for every drug test there is known to man. Well. And so I think that might put a little fly into the ointment of what you're trying to do there. They don't have to take steroids. It's allowed if they choose to. Well, but what I'm saying is, is that, Hell, it's it's not allowed in Major League Baseball right now, and motherfuckers are taking it anyway. That is true. I don't know. I feel like it would be like a blitz. Like, you remember the old video game Blitz? Yeah. I feel like it would be like that, just baseball. And I think... So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your idea, and I'm going to run with it a little bit. Okay. Would we both agree that if you're the age, at the age of 50, you can't play Major League Baseball? Yes. Okay. Well, or or if you can, it's like less than one percent of fifty-year-olds can play major league baseball. Yes. Okay. So then, let's just say every major league baseball player that's ever played, once they reach the age of fifty, come see us. We got HGH and steroids. We're going to make a senior league baseball. I would totally watch that. Yeah. Could you imagine? Because Jose Canseco right now is over the age of fifty. Mark McGuire. So there you go. I think Roger Clemens is over 50. Spotty. Boy, those uh, motherfuckers up, and let's see what we can do. Spotty Sammy Sosa is over uh, 50. Yeah. Barry Bonds. Bro. Dude, see? Like, this is a great idea already. It's our heroes from the 90s just roided up. This is a a trademark and copywritten idea by 2-1-B Athletes Talk Sports, so don't you dare steal this shit. Yeah. Uh, you do not have permission to uh, – disseminate or transcript anything you heard here without the express written consent of two and be athletes talk sports <laughs> you said <Hey>. disseminate <laughs> so we just talked about uh like roided up and stuff remember how big barry bonds's head went from like normal size to gargantuan about as big as peyton manning's got well no so peyton manning just grew this way barry bonds is like expanded what yeah. so i was playing poker last night right this guy like you know, this guy, uh, people like to talk when they're at the table. He was talking about his brother playing football in high school. He said that they had to special order his helmet 
because his head size was eight and seven eighths. Jesus. That's like my hat size is seven and three eighths. That's not even that big. Right. And I mean, I think it's actually too small for you. Dude, so, his, his mom must be walking funny. I can't even, I mean, I think her nickname is DG, Damaged <laughs> Goods. But that shit's busted. Busted. But I just couldn't believe it. I, I was like, eight and seven eighths? That, like, that's like this. That's like a fucking watermelon. That's fucking bizarre. Oh, anyway, I just was thinking about that. We we're talking about getting roided up. We we opened the show talking about beer. Yeah. I, I, I need to expand on it right now just because okay. my intern brought something across my desk today. Um, God bless those interns. God bless this intern. Um, so we, we've mentioned before the, the surge of um, hard seltzers that are out there. Yeah. Did you happen to see the latest one that's coming out? And I'm kind of intrigued by it. Sonic Drive-In. Is going to has already released their own hard seltzer, uh, and they're doing it in Oklahoma right now. Now of we in Oklahoma. That makes sense. Well, apparently they're an Oklahoma-based company, which I never knew that. You know, it's uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. Totally thought it was Texas. Um, but like, can we draw the line at some point? Like, is McDonald's going to open up their own little freaking uh, hard seltzer McFlurry? Yeah, yeah. Taco Bell's going to have like to go the Baja Blast hard seltzer. Is that next? Wendy, I mean, what the fuck are you going to do? What's Whataburger going to do? Um, Dr. Pepper hard seltzer? Yeah, I'm not a fan. I so don't know. Like, that, I don't like those hard seltzer things. They're, they're, there's some good ones out there. There really are. I'll, I'll admit. I'll I, take uh, your word for it. I would rather take a hard seltzer over a fucking Michelob Ultra Light dildo change. Okay. Well, you know, like that might be... Look, I just refuse to drink both, so that's just that's where I'm at. I mean, but, technically, we all know I prefer whiskey, but I mean, well, yeah, that's true. Um, um, I'm not a big whiskey fan. I'd rather just have a couple beers. Yeah, but I just wanted to bring that up because I I, I thought that was pretty weird. That, that's a little hey, out of left field. Like uh, now, fast food restaurants are going to be like right. liquor stores or what? I don't know because. You know, Jack Daniels tried to do it back in the day where they had the uh, Jack Daniels and Coke in a can, and yeah. a lot of people didn't like it because they said it just tastes more like soda than it really did. Uh, but then again, people who drink Jack and Coke on a regular put a heavy amount of Jack in it compared to the amount of soda they put in there. So right. the Crown Royal came out with their own last year, and people aren't liking that. So I don't know. You got any ideas for a creation of beer since we're creating shit this episode no mm. i'm not I, i'm i'm more geared towards just drinking it <laughs> so you're you're a coca-cola guy what if coca-cola made a beer that tastes like coke well so coca-cola made an energy drink and they shut that shit down as of uh last week oh well whatever i tried that shit as soon as it came out so I should tell you. I mean, it's beer, right? I'll try it. I'm not going to knock it. A soda beer just sounds like barftastic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because when I think about like wanting a beer, I don't think about something sweet. Yeah. You know, and Coke is clearly like one of the sweetest beverages out there. That is true. 
I mean, it's not Diet Dr. Pepper with the sweet one or anything. Well, but. So did you ever try the uh, Not Your Grandfather's Root Beer? Nope, I refused. It tastes like cough medicine from like the 30s and black licorice. See, okay, so that's what I was going to say. I smelled one. It's it horrible. smelled like black licorice. Yeah. And I was like, no, not for me. Yeah. Couldn't do it. I don't know. I think black licorice smells like like skunk spray. It's disgusting. It's yeah, horrible. It's In other news, uh, recent Super Bowl winning quarterback Tom Brady has been kicked out of his rent house. Did you hear about that? By Derek Jeter? By Derek Jeter, because Derek yeah. Jeter sold the house. Ooh. Now, do you think this is a dick move by Jeter, or do you think, like, Tom had an idea that this was happening? Like, I would sure. imagine, knowing Derek Jeter's a pretty stand-up guy, I would imagine that he told him what was going on, and he was completely aware of it, and this is more of the uh, the media trying to – get a story out there in a slow news week. So, I don't know, man. Like I've, I've heard the the stories of Derek Jeter off the field and not around media and stuff like that. And not only is he somewhat of a pimp, I wouldn't even say a pimp. He's more of a man whore and uh, Jeter Jeter. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure you've heard the stories to where he would uh, bang random women and then have a gift basket ready for them the next morning. Yeah, that, that and like an Uber Black was ready to go, bro. Like, I, that, I, I mean, that like, puts them on a different level, man. Right? Like, like we talk about, you know, like the the ability of athletes to just pull tail like that, you know. But just knowing, like, being that in touch with yourself, where you're just like, you know what, these women are gonna want it. I might as well treat them pretty good. You know, I can give them a gift bag and, you know, party favors. Not only did they get railed by a multimillionaire Hall of Fame baseball player, but they get a gift basket with an autographed baseball and a, a 8 by 10 photo of him. Right. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm sorry. I couldn't give you my baby batter, but here, take my uh, take my parting gift. Do you think, like, he would just hit up the Yankee gift store and be like, hey, I need, you know, 10,000 of those teddy bears with the Yankees jersey yeah, on? Hey, do me a favor. Can I get uh, 100 shirts in small and a hundred toothbrushes. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jeter, we don't sell toothbrushes here. Well, can you go ahead and start selling toothbrushes and go ahead and give yeah, them to me? I'm really going to need them in my apartment because uh, I'm running through them pretty quick and I'm tired of going to CVS. And I get those long-ass receipts. I don't need all that shit. <laughs> Probably sporting New York Yankee condoms. Hey, you know what? Look, if you were Derek Jeter, would you? Absolutely. 100%. If you're Derek Jeter, you're not raw dogging anybody. Not at all. No. no, that that's that's a mistake. That's like not signing a prenup. Oh Can't believe we, we veered that way. Yeah, we did. <laughs> that's okay. I kind of feel like everyone knows that's where we live. Oh yeah. I mean if if I really put out even like a quarter of what's going into my brain, we'd either gain a shit ton more followers or lose everybody. Yeah, we'll, we'll either piss some people off or other people will be like, you know what? That guy's, he knows what he's talking about. Right. <laughs> so, uh, going back to some sportsy stuff. Okay. I'm on uh, CBSSports.com. Okay. 
um, they like to do stuff of like the way too early predictions, you know? And um, I guess the season schedule got released on Wednesday last week. Mm-hmm. So they've run a couple compilations of the season and they have five 2020 playoff teams that they, f- they feel like will not make the playoff team or make the playoffs in 2021. Okay. Um, I'm just going to name off the teams real quick. Um, a couple of them make a lot of sense, but so they have the Tennessee Titans, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New Orleans Saints, the Chicago Bears, and the Green Bay Packers not making the playoffs. I agree with the Steelers, Saints, and that's it. I agree with the Saints and the Bears. That's where I'm at. I think with Justin Fields getting to Chicago and just pretty much how uh, Mitchell Trubisky got there, I, I don't think Justin Fields can do any worse. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, um, I didn't read the rest of this, but obviously when it says the Packers, it has uh, the caveat that that's without Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers is there, then they win the division. But that's without true. Aaron Rodgers, they're saying they might win four games. So I'm kind of with that. It, it's kind of hard to think that that team would drop down to just four wins, even with Jordan Love. Like, surely – Surely there's something with Jordan Love that would get them at least to 500, right? I mean, you'd like to think that, but, you know, when you have a quarterback who's not Aaron Rodgers, who is forcing the defense back out there after numerous three and outs, I don't know. Even even some of the greatest defenses can't hold on to teams forever, you know? Right. Well, I, I don't agree with their pick on the Titans because of the fact that the Titans are in one of the weakest divisions, and I don't give a damn about Trevor Lawrence being in Jacksonville. You have a first-time NFL head coach um, who's taking over a very young team, which, don't get me wrong, it's, the, the team's going to do a lot better than they did last year. But I I don't – When you say a lot better, I just mean like four wins as opposed to one. Right. Um, The Titans are still going to take this division. I don't give a damn if Carson – You don't think the Colts are going to make any kind of noise? They'll make noise, but I still think that Tennessee is just that that much better than with Derrick Henry, with A.J. Brown. Um, Who Didn't they pick up a wide receiver too in the draft? Yeah, they did. I have it written down somewhere, but I don't know where. But yeah, they picked up a t- they picked up a wide receiver. Oh, they got Josh Reynolds, AJ Brown, Des- Josh Reynolds. They signed from the Rams. That's a good signing, I think. Des Fitzpatrick, uh, Anthony Fersker, Fersker. I don't know whoever. That I don't is. know who that is. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, they still have somewhat of a decent defense. Uh, they picked up Bud Dupree, which I know you're skeptical skeptical about. Uh, Caleb, I'm not. I'm not skeptical. I just feel like they overpaid. Caleb Farley is uh, a uh, throw of the dice, as a lot of people think. But Kevin, uh, I don't think so. I can I think Caleb Farley is a stud in it, the secondary. But again, his health comes into question. Well, um, I mean, he that, sat out 2020 for COVID reasons. Right. So there's that too, but. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like he was the second best quarterback in the draft. And then 
this yeah, talent. This, this Fitzpatrick and, and I guess Reese McMath, which I don't know who that is, but he came from LSU. Yeah. So, I mean, you can almost just take LSU wide receivers to the bank that they're going to be good for the last couple of years. So, Bringing up the Steelers, side note real quick, have you seen that Najee Harris has gotten a hell of a lot more media attention than he should be getting? Like, it's, it seems like every time I log in or go on ESPN or one of my multiple sports sites, like, he's always there. Like well, so I don't know if it's – if it's him or not, but I do know that the Steelers have a huge following yes. nationwide. And so it's very possible that they're just trying to, you know, appease those viewers that really like the Steelers. Because there's a lot of – I know that we don't really care for the Steelers, but you can't deny that Steeler Nation travels so well. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I don't dislike the Steelers. I just – I don't follow them that well. But they – like looking on paper, they have a powerhouse team on both sides of the ball. Um, Steelers, yeah. The the only to me the only drawback is uh, Big Ben. To be totally and, honest, and he's not even that bad of a quarterback. Well, he's thirty nine as, as far as and he fell season. off a little bit last year. So, and then he was hurt the year before. So right. maybe some rust. I don't know. Because let's see, last year he played fifteen games. He threw for thirty eight hundred yards. And 33 touchdowns with 10 interceptions. Like, pretty good. Those are good numbers for an old man, right? Then you go and you look at their offense. Um, Deontay Johnson is a good number three. Juju came back for less money. Chase Claypool is just phenomenal, in my opinion. And yes, I'm saying that because he's on my fantasy team. Um, (laughs) Of course. Eric Ebron has been a tight end that everybody underestimates or forgets about, it seems like, every season. And then he gets some good throws to him and scores a couple of touchdowns, and people are like, oh, yeah, he's actually kind of good. that dude can play. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And then you look on the other side of the ball, a lot of their players that were hurt on defense are coming back, like Devin Bush. Devin Bush was doing phenomenal things before he got hurt. Yeah, that guy's pretty damn good. That was a pretty big loss for the team. And you're on the same team as T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt almost won Defensive Player of the Year. He was right behind Aaron Donald. So, um, T.J. Watt is a beast. Minka Fitzpatrick, that's somebody you don't sleep on. Terrell Edmonds did great last year, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. I felt like I said that before. Joe Hayden, like, their defense. Joe Hayden's pretty good. I mean, he played a lot in, in Cleveland. So, I mean, I so, think he was the number one draft pick in Cleveland, to be totally I, honest. I, I'm wondering if the writer of this put these teams out here just – like, the Saints, absolutely. I, I can go ahead and agree with you on that. Right, I yeah, that makes complete sense. The Saints don't have a quarterback. And it's going to be really tough to make the playoffs without a quarterback. If if Aaron Rodgers isn't in Green Bay, which the writing on the wall right now pretty much seems like that's how it's going to be, I can agree yeah. with that. The Bears is a toss-up, but Steelers and Titans, they're going to be in the playoffs. I, I, I retract my original statement. I know I said I could see the Steelers not being there, but after breaking down that, that team, I granted, they're in a fucking hard division. They are. Um, it's really good. Baltimore is really good. I mean, Cincinnati is making strides. We'll see how good their quarterback is. But that, really, that honestly, just listing those teams and thinking about that's probably the best division in the NFL. I, and I was just about to say that. Uh, I, I think that is going to be the most entertaining. Then again, we you look at the NFC West. like Yeah. And even the AFC West. Those three. The AFC West is pretty good, too. Those Oakland, three. I Oakland think made a lot of improvements. And 
it looks like the Chargers found their quarterback of the future in Justin Herbert. So, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a tough division for a number of years. Plus, obviously, God mode Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be in Kansas City until you know he basically dies. So, oh yeah, they, yeah. They, AFC West is going to be tough. Um, I mean, hopefully the Broncos can make some moves, but that's a big division. I, I, I don't know how that's going to work there. I, yeah, you might be right. It might be the the AFC and NFC West, and then the the AFC North. Those are the toughest three divisions. I'm I'm still going to give the the edge to the AFC North because I think all four of those teams could be playoff teams. Cincinnati's probably on the cusp, but the other three. AFC. What's up? I'm sorry, you said AFC. I was reading the NFC. Oh yeah, my bad. I'm saying in the NFC, like Cincinnati could be a playoff team. Yep. But the other three teams could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. That's how good those. Teams I, are. I'm going to say it right now. One of the teams from those three divisions are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Okay. I I just I don't I don't believe that Tampa Bay is going to run it back. Will they get there? Maybe. I'm not counting them out. Right. But I don't I'm not going to bet against TB12. I, just I, I don't see them winning it. As much as people want to say that the NFC East is going to be a lot better than what it's been these past years, it's going to be more entertaining than what it's been in the past years. Right. But I, you're not going to see any any team come out of the NFC East and be a top-tier Super Bowl yeah. team. I mean, even even if they're better, right, their division winner last year was 7-9. and nine. Right. So, I mean, they're still going to beat the shit out of each other. Every team is going to go one and one in the division or whatever it is, two and two, I mean, in the division. And then they're all going to finish eight and nine, nine and eight. I bet the, the division winner for the a, the NFC East, I guarantee doesn't have – they'll have 11 games. Out of 17, they will win 11. I, and I, that will be your division winner. I agree with you. And then, it seems like every year they always have the weakest division winner. Well, AFC South is going to take that this year. I don't uh, think so, man. I, I, I know that the Texans are going to suck and Jacksonville is going to be right there with them. Yep. But I think Tennessee is going to have their work cut out for them. I feel like Carson Wentz is actually going to play really well in Indianapolis. It, it all depends on what kind of O-line they have for them. Uh, well, I, I mean, they have, they have a really good – Really good running game on the cheap. And then they have two really good tight ends. Oh, they picked up Eric Fisher, too, at left tackle. So okay, that's well, – so that And then they still have Quentin Nelson at left guard. But then they have uh, that wide receiver that should have been offensive rookie of the year if Justin Herbert didn't just go smooth off. Oh, Michael Pittman Jr.? Michael Pittman, yeah. That guy is silky smooth, great hands. And um, I don't know if T.Y. is coming back, but – T.Y. is back. He is there. Okay. So, with him on the other end, I mean, I know he's older, but, you know, it makes him more more savvy. You know, maybe so, the, he doesn't necessarily take coverage away, but, I mean, that's a pretty good offense, man. Well, and so, I, I listened to another podcast not too long ago, and they were breaking down the Colts, and they brought up Paris Campbell. Par- Paris Campbell was drafted in – uh, 2019 in the second round. Okay. Um, 2019, he only played seven games due to injury. 2020, he only played two games due to injury. They're th- they were estimate or predicting that if he stays healthy this year, he will become their number one wide receiver. Wow. Now, I haven't watched enough tape on him, but if what they're saying is true, 
and he play if he doesn't get injured and just plays really well, that's going to be three wide receivers right there with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Carson yeah, Wentz, and that dude's a stud. Carson and, Wentz may not have to do anything, right? I mean, I'm hoping honestly for his sake, it's a lot of play action. Yes. So I mean, yeah, with with Jonathan Jonathan Taylor, I always get that confused. But yeah, yeah. with him on a rookie contract, and then they they re-signed. Um, Oh my God! Who's the backup running back that was the starter there last year? Marlon Mack. Is it Marlon Mack that they they brought they brought him back? Marlon um, Mack and Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, that guy is pretty good out of the backfield. Good change of pace back. Um, I think with the two tight ends that they have, um, Jack Doyle and then the the Austin. What's his name? Holly Holly Cox or something? Cox. Yeah, Mo Holly Cox. Mo Holly Cox. There it is. With those two guys, Molly Cox being like a really, really badass athlete, yep. I think it puts a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz. But, I mean, we've seen him when he had weapons. He had 26 touchdowns and five interceptions, and he was in MVP talk. So, I feel like he's just going to reboot himself, and then Indianapolis will be right there challenging so for the division. The, the reason why I say that the AFC South will be the dumpster fire of – the whole NFL is because you really only have two teams to look at within that division that are going to be talked about a lot. And that's the Colts and the Titans. We look at the NFC East Cowboys beefed up their defense. They might be scary. New York giants have been beefing up everywhere. That might be scary. Philadelphia Eagles, probably not going to win a game this season. Washington (laughs) football team is scary. Good. Uh, Their defense worry about who their quarterback's going to be. Right. So, and then you saw Ryan Kerrigan actually didn't he didn't re-sign with the uh, with the Washington football team. He got drafted by them. He was with them for ten seasons. Right. So that's going to be a pretty big hole to fill there. But at the same time, what those that division is always going to be talked about because even if the if the Eagles do great, it's going to surprise people. So they're going to talk about them, right? Yeah. Whereas the writing's on the wall for the Texans. Nobody's going to talk about them until it comes draft time. Jackson, so, okay, so what are you throwing out there as their over-under win total for the Texans? See, the books have it listed at four and a half right now. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's fucking dead on. And I kind of want to go under. Without Deshaun Watson. Even with the 17th game? Even with the 17th game. I Looking at – their schedule is just fucking horrific. Yeah. If Deshaun Watson was there, I would put him on the over. But Deshaun's not there. First game out the gate, Jacksonville. Followed in Cleveland, then Carolina, Buffalo, New England, Colts, Arizona, uh, Rams, Miami, by week, Tennessee, uh, New York Jets, Colts, Seattle, Jacksonville, Chargers, 49ers, Titans. Like, yeah, it doesn't sound very promising. The best break you get is your bye week. And, and then the <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just counting, and it seems like there was probably 11 or 12 losses there. I, sure. I'll give them this. They'll probably beat Jacksonville week one. Maybe. It depends on Desha- if Deshaun is there or not. Well, even if Deshaun's not there, I think Tyrod can hold steer the ship and take out. Because think about it. Trevor's going to be nervous. First NFL game. Urban Myers is going to be nervous. First NFL game. True. Uh, so, and they're playing in Houston. Now, if 
the NFL or the city of Houston allows uh, full capacity. We've both been there before. That place gets crazy loud. Granted, well, I bet that they do allow full capacity. <clears throat> Excuse me, because the Astros on the 25th of May are going to 100% capacity. See, so they're full if they don't. Uh, we're moving on, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, but week one, I see them taking Jacksonville, and then outside of that, depending on how Zach Wilson's doing, they're probably going to take uh, the Jets. Outside of that, they're going to get destroyed every game. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of – I can kind of agree with that. I feel like, yeah, it beat both rookie quarterbacks, but then after that, everything else is kind of a crapshoot. Oh. Um, AFC East, I think it's going to be a battle between Bills, Dolphins, and Patriots. I think with how the Patriots spent money this past offseason, and if they do throw um, the kid from Alabama in instead of um, Cam. Cam, like that might be a scary team. Then again, he's not throwing it to anybody. Um, I think Nelson Aguilar. I think Cam will regress. I think he'll actually get worse. And I think that uh, Mac Jones will end up starting like week eight or nine. Whenever when's their bye week? That's when it'll matter. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. That's kind of late. Yep. Um. I'm going to say by week 12, Mac Jones is the starter for the Patriots. I, I just feel like <clears throat> Cam, when he was in Carolina, he rushed himself back from that shoulder injury, and it really fucked him over. Well, supposedly the reports are the team rushed him back. but well, right, No, e- either way, I agree with you. I, I agree the team rushed him back, but I feel like they put that pressure on him knowing that he would cave to that pressure. Well, you, you look at their schedule right now. They start off with Miami. Then they got the Jets, Saints, Bucks, Texans, Cowboys, Jets, Chargers, Panthers, Browns, Falcons, Titans, Bills. Yeah. That's all before bye week. That's Miami may be a struggle. Jets, they're probably going to win. They're probably going to win against New Orleans. Tampa Bay is going to be a struggle. They'll win against Houston. Dallas is up in the air. They'll play the Jets again and win that one. Chargers are going to lose. Yeah. Uh, Panthers, I that's a coin flip to me. It, yeah, it depends on how Sam Darnold does down there. I, I really want Sam Darnold to, to do good, so I'm having a hard time predicting that they're just going to shit the bed. You know, right? Cleveland, uh, Cleveland's I, a, that's a loss. Cleveland's going to beat them. I, I'm with you on that. Atlanta. I think Cleveland's going to be one of our surprise teams in the playoffs. I really think Cleveland's going to go deep. They like, might win that division. And there's nothing saying that they can't. Yeah. I mean, they picked up Jadavian Clowney to beef up the defense. Now, granted, he's just there, in my opinion. But who knows? Well, I mean, he's not he's not a pass rusher like everybody thought he was going to be. He's right. just a run stuffer. And I feel like in that division – that's probably pretty good. Maybe maybe he can help put some pressure on Lamar Jackson. See, I just I can't wait for the season to start because I, I just look at these teams right now and I get so damn excited about the potential of what they have and what they can be. Um, yeah, these, these matchups don't help either. They really don't. They show the matchups and you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see that game. But, oh, I can't wait to see that game. When does it start? Uh, four and a half months. Fuck it. I hate that. But you know what? This is probably one of the first times in a long time I look at 
the the rosters and the schedules and go, holy shit, like these are all fucking professional teams. Yeah. Like, you know how you used to be able to look at it and be like, oh, that's an easy win. That's an easy win. Yep. Oh, that's a way. I'm not even going to watch that game. Like, I look at this. I want to have 32 TVs set or 16 TVs set up in my house so I can watch every fucking game at one time. Like, that's how excited I am about this season. You are reading my mind. That is a dream of mine to just have a wall large enough to have like 16 60 inch TVs like all lined up. Do they even have the the picture in picture anymore on TVs? Well, so I guess they used to, right? I don't think they have it anymore, but I think the reason why they had to get away from it is because back in the day you used to use a cable coax cable. Mm-hmm. Now everybody uses all these different hookups and they can't run through that same cable. I don't know exactly I don't know. Why it does all, why they went away from it or whatever, but my it always te- irritated me because you'd always have it like in the top right hand corner. Right. And you'd be like, oh was. shit, I can't see the score. You have yep. to click it over. And it'd be over here, and then you'd miss a play, and you're like, shit. And you'd click it down to the bottom, and then it would be blocking, like, how many timeouts people had. And you're just like, man, fuck this. And you just turn it off. What, so would, you, it. would you buy a TV, and this is going to show how stupid I am if it's already out there, but would you buy a TV if it had split screen on it? To where, like, how we are. You have split screen, actually. Like, how we are right now, but able to watch two live games. Um, now, I don't know if you can watch two live games. I don't know. Because I know that most of these computer, I mean, most most of these TVs can also double as computer monitors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if you have to have it plugged in a certain way to make it work like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I've never made my TV do it. I can tell you that. Anyways, the football season can't start soon enough. Dude, I'm so excited. I, I know the draft was like a little bit of a tease, but... Oh my god, I'm so ready for the season to start. Bro, the the draft or fuck, we can go all the way back to whenever uh free agency opened up. Like yep. that was fun. And then the draft, and then yep. the schedule release. Schedule release, they televise that shit now. Right. I don't understand it's not why even that but big a deal. Like fifteen years ago, nobody gave a shit. Nope. You remember you'd walk into a Chevron or something. I was gonna say, yeah, you wait you wait until you walked into the gas station and they had the brand new schedule. Oh hey, look, they're playing this team. Yep. I'm with you. And now the next important date that we have to wait for is June first. And then we see then we see possible things with Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Julio Jones, Russell um, Wilson, maybe. Russell Wilson, maybe. So out of those four, I'm gonna if I had to bet, I'm gonna put my money on Julio Jones gets traded first. Guaranteed. Um, but then second, I think it's uh, Aaron Rodgers. See, I think second is going to be Deshaun. I think by I mean, then. I think that's inevitable, but I, I think for whatever reason, they're going to give him one more shot and they're going to hold out cutting him well, or trading him for one more season. The, the, the problem is we still have to wait to hear from the NFL what their investigation is going to True. provide, right? Don't know when that's going to be. So I – you're probably right. Aaron Rodgers, we're probably going to hear news about before we hear about Deshaun Watson because the NFL is going to drag him nuts. Well, I just feel like you're going to hear something about Aaron Rodgers first because Deshaun Watson still has all that baggage. That's all. Maybe it's not baggage. Maybe it's laundry. I don't know. It's definitely damp, wet towels. I know that. <laughs> Small little uh, washcloths, yeah. apparently. Oh, my God. 
Well, I'm still so irritated by that guy. God. It, I know it, it's not your uh, cup of tea, but tonight is the start of the uh, NBA playoffs. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember you mentioning that. I just like, oh, cool. Yeah. I don't care. It, you know, I look at everybody that's in, and I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I'm just like, mm, it's okay. Um. So apparently they're doing something, and this again, we're a sports podcast, and I don't know shit apparently, but <laughs> uh, they're starting a what do they call it? A play-in uh, tournament. Yeah. And the team that was riding number one for most of the season, the L.A. Lakers, are now within this play-in tournament. They are. Uh, yes. Cool. And so, Senor James has been throwing a fit about it all season or ever since he saw that his team was eventually going to be in it. Uh, he started throwing fits about it. Like this is dumb. We don't need it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, why don't you sell it? What, what do you sell? What? Whoa. Hold on. Wait, what are you talking about? The, the play in tournament. Yeah. 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 Why, why are they, they're, all they're trying to do is just sell more, uh, more advertising and more tickets, man. That's, That's all they're, they're trying to do. They're trying to make up for their loss from last year. And um, people are mad. I mean, I know LeBron James got all pissed off about yeah, it. Yeah, he, he's mad about it for some reason. Um, but this was his idea last year. <laughs> see, LeBron just constantly steps over his own tongue. Um, so how the games will work, the number seven team – in the standings by winning percentage will host the number eight team with the winning with the winner earning the number seven seed in the playoffs. The losing team gets another chance in game three. Game two, the number nine team will host the number 10 team with the winning winner moving on to game three. The loser is eliminated and enters the NBA draft lottery. Game three, the loser of the seven and eight matchup will host the winner of the nine, 10 matchup with the victor grabbing the number eight seed in the postseason. The loser of game three also enters the lottery. See, this is dumb. Uh, so, so after seeing how it should work, seven should play ten. Yep. And eight should play nine. This is the dumbest idea I've ever seen. I'm looking at it on my uh, handy-dandy cell phone here. Yep. Um, This is dumb. And then the winner of the nine – so okay, so the winner of the nine ten game and the winner of the seven eight game, they're both in the playoffs. No, they're, they're going to play, play each other in a play each other for the seven and eight seed, and that's dumb because like then it's like oh you lost your last game but you still sort of made it to the playoffs. That's weird. No 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 no. So that's what, what it says here. The winner of seven and eight, seven it moves on, earning the number seven seed in the playoffs. Oh. No, I see what you're saying. My bad. So yeah. nine ten plays each other. They move up. They play the loser of seven eight. Yes. Okay. Well, then that makes sense. That's why it's not seven ten versus eight nine. Right. Well, it's still dumb. I still hate it. Well, it's the playoffs and basketball. But if, if you've ever noticed, and I know you don't keep up with basketball as much as I do, uh, and granted, you can see I don't keep up with it that much, but <laughs> the NBA tends to find new ways to try to keep the fans entertained or eager to watch to me there's nothing that they need to bring back cheerleaders to what cheerleaders used to be and then maybe i'll watch and just have them on the screen for the most the whole time yeah see now that would be cool to use your picture in picture idea 
Yes. To just have like the main screen focused on the cheerleaders and then the top right hand corner you can have the basketball game. That is true. See, that sounds like a great idea. See, I knew it was a good idea. Dude, do we just need to go to Shark Tank? Because we just keep popping out ideas. Yeah, like this is ridiculous. Hey, Mark Cuban, if you're listening to our podcast. I know he is. Come find us, man. I'm pretty sure he's good shit. I'm pretty sure he liked one of our postings on Twitter one time. For sure. Absolutely. He did try to send me dick pics, which is weird, but yeah, whatever. I'd accept them. I mean, I did. I just didn't know if it was going to get me like an in or if I was supposed to tell him like what I would do with it. Like, I didn't know, but I just said, thank you. And that was it. (laughs) See, you're supposed to send him one of those fruit edible uh, arrangement baskets. Oh, edible arrangements. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, Hmm. that's. I'm not Derek Jeter. <laughs> oh man. Well, so all right. So we talked about the playoffs. Who's going to win? Um, I'm a firm believer that the Brooklyn Nets are going to win the whole shebang. I'm with you. No argument here. They they are the th- those three healthy is is just bonkers. Six. And yeah. then you look you look at their bench and every everything that they have. It's just yeah. this is a team that you went on NBA Live and created <laughs> and you didn't even put in cheat codes. Nope. Cause I you mean you didn't have to. You look you at it four and, guys that can drop thirty. You got James Harden, you got Joe Harris, you got Blake Griffin, you got Kyrie Irving, you got um DeAndre Jordan, you got uh I'm can't even think of his name right now the most part Kevin Durant Kevin Durant I was like you're blanking on the best one right like this is not a team that you just go oh it's just a bunch of old no it's not no these are like I still think Blake Griffin is a decent player and people argue with me on that I don't care no I'm with you DeAndre Jordan is still a crazy good center he's okay I just feel like as long as Kevin Durant is healthy he can shoot the lights out and I don't think there's anybody that can stop that team. The only scary team that, like, I look at this. First off, I'm surprised that the Washington Wizards have gotten to where they're at. Yeah. They, with the roster with, that they have. With, with Russell Wilson and uh, what's his name? Beasley, I think. Yeah. Um, they, they Just insane, man. Uh, Bradley Bill. Like, I don't know where I was getting that from. but well, I was going to – so I heard this on the radio the other day. So you brought up – Russell Wilson, Russell was Russell Westbrook. To me, Russell Westbrook is one of the most athletic basketball players, hands down. Well, not even just basketball, but just people. He's yeah. one of the most athletic people I've ever seen. Okay, and so now he just broke the record for like most triple doubles, and he averaged a triple double for another season again, mm-hmm. which is like unheard of, right? And people were saying. Um, on the radio that he is the NBA equivalent of Cam Newton. And so I listened to it at first, but then immediately was like turned off. Like there's no way that Cam Newton is even on his level. You know, like I understand Cam Newton won MVP. Cam Newton played in the Super Bowl. I got that, but he hasn't done shit since. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is still the most one of the most dominant players on the floor in any given night. He's won a scoring title. He's he's averaged uh 
a triple-double twice for an entire season. He set the, the record, career record for most most triple-doubles. And it's like, we don't even care Former for some reason. I, I don't know. I guess because he doesn't shoot like a million threes. Like, I don't know why we don't care about this guy. This guy is a great NBA basketball player. A lot of people think that his stats were given to him. And what I mean by that is like, the way that off the offenses and defenses were created, it made it to where he got a lot of his rebounds just because everybody else moved out the way. Okay. And I mean, I did see some of that in OKC. So. Right. And once, once you saw Durant leave, there was some evidence to see that, but also at the same time, like you can't fake points. No, you can't fake assists. Right. You yeah, can't you fake steals. So, like, the kid has worked super hard to get where he's at and straight-up phenomenal player that I don't think we'll see again, at least in our generation. Now, yeah, if we do, um, if something, if someone else comes up like him, um, then this whole sport's a freak. Just oh, yeah, for sure. Like, made I mean, a freak. He's, he's so crazy gifted. It's insane. Um. For the first time in eight years now, the New York Knicks are in the playoffs. Wow. And the city of New York is going shit crazy. I bet. I mean, that's a long time not in the playoffs. I, I think they're just going to get knocked out in the first round and people are going to just go back to fucking fuck those well, Knicks. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but that's I don't, exactly how I feel. I feel like. I don't know. They're playing Atlanta right out the gate. I don't know. I think they can take Atlanta. I don't think so. But, you know, whatever. It's been a while. So, at least they made it. They got something to share about. I'm not really a big fan of uh, New York sports fans anyway. Right. Fuck them. I don't know. I may dabble in a couple of bets. Of course you will. I bet you already have a formula. Maybe. Maybe. Oh. Well, man. All right. Well. Had fun. Good luck. Let's see. uh, Let's see how you do if you – you figure out the golden ticket, just let me know. I'll put some bets down on my side. Oh, I got you, man. So, you want to try to do this again tomorrow? Of course. Fucking A, man. Fucking A. Those of y'all who are joining us today, thank you so much. We truly appreciate it. Uh, like we mentioned in the last episode, we got some stuff in the works that are going to benefit you, the fans, the listeners. Um, and we're looking forward to doing that. We might push something out soon. Yeah, we're trying to do some giveaways and uh, website launch and uh, – I don't know. Our production manager has been working pretty hard getting all that stuff ready, getting another outlet for, uh, for our, our, you know, eccentric sports takes. Yes. So uh, we'll see if we can get some more out there for you. And this is to want to be athletes talk sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And we'll see you on the next one. Asshole. Always the goat.